In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone. It's nighttime in the city. That's when the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the nightmare. Hello, everyone. I am Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsing, and welcome to New England Ghost Project Live. Uh, waiting for my partner to call in from California. IA. She's out in the warm weather, and I am out here in the freezing cold air. New England weather, which is damp, raw, and yuck. But anyways, it's better than me in Canada, eh? So anyways, uh, we've got some neat things coming up. Uh, we're going to have um, 80 from New England Oddities, who is uh, kind of a unique person. It's a unique website. It'll be kind of cool to look at. And we have a couple other guests on in the second half. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some great investigations coming up. We have Owl's Head Lighthouse on this weekend, actually. It, it was described by uh, Lighthouse Magazine as the most haunted haunted lighthouse in America. And we'll let you know about that. And coming up the following week, um, we will be in Rye, New Hampshire. I think it's Rye, New Hampshire. I can never know. Anyways, it is uh, an investigation of the Eye of the Hawk, which is a metaphysical store, but is also housed in a 1700 house, which will be really cool. And that has never been investigated before that we know of. So anyways, those are the two coolest things. And oh, wait a minute, I forgot. Uh, if you're going to be in North Adams on the 1st, uh, we have a great lineup that is going to be at the Hooten Mansion. And I don't know if you know anything about the Hooten Mansion, but it is an uh, extremely haunted place. And for those who do know it, I can say that this Friday on the Ghost Adventurers, they will be at the Mansion. That's in North Adams. Now, the Ghost Adventurers is a new show. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but uh, it's kind of different. You know, it's not your paranormal state, and it's certainly not your ghost uh, hunters. Um, I have no clue where the genre is on this, but it's it's certainly different. Anyways, it's worth a look. Uh, this week anyways, especially because of the boot uh, mansion. So that's what we have coming up. Uh, Maureen should be calling shortly. Like I said, she's out in California, so I hope to be hearing from her. If anybody wants to call in, the number is 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. And um, 
You can join us also live in the Toji chat room, and I believe there's a few people in there now, so hopefully uh, you can join in. Anyways, we have a caller, so why don't we put our caller on the line, and I believe it is Katie. Katie, is that you? Yes, it is. Hey, Kate. How are you? Or do you prefer Katie? Um, Katie, usually, but <laughs> whatever you want, it's fine. And you are one of the founders of New England Oddities? Yes, that's correct. And uh, your website is? It's www.newenglandoddities.com. All uh, one uh, big long word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's, it should be pretty cool. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the site? Well, um, mostly Chris and I. Um, Chris is our other half. We go around on the weekends, take pictures of interesting things around the New England states um, and elsewhere, anywhere within a day's drive. Um, we report our findings, mostly pictures, some words, um, just anything that would be interesting to the day tripper around New England we report. So uh, how long have you been doing this? Um, the site's been up just about a year, but Chris and I have been doing this um, pretty much forever. <laughs> Both apart and together, we've been doing this pretty much all our lives. Okay, and now if someone went to the site, what, what could they find on it? Um, well, let's see. Um, a lot of pictures, um, pictures of cemeteries, pictures of, you know, um, abandoned locations, um, all kinds of stuff, actually. Um, Why don't you give us a couple of for instance, for instance? Um, well, on there now, I just posted, because I've been uh, working on another huge project, I just went and posted um, a bunch of pictures from the past couple of months, um, some of them from cemeteries, um, some from the abandoned prison camp out in Rutland, um, some from the abandoned quarry in Beckett, um, a bunch of stuff like that, anything oh, picturesque and uh, interesting. <laughs> what, what prison camp is this? I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. Um... It was in operation between 1903 and 1933, I believe. Um, the prisoners with tuberculosis were sent up to the woods of Rutland, um, mostly to see if the fresh air would do them any good. Um, they farmed. They um, ran the place pretty much. Um, the warden was really lax and used a lot, a lot of the prisoners as staff. Um, what's there now is a couple of buildings and um, some cellar holes. And it's just a nice hike and possibly paranormal, so we went and checked it out. Okay, now all your things are not part paranormal, are they? Um, not, well, some of them are. Not all yeah, of them, no. So, I mean, what do you think, uh, you've been doing this for quite a while now, is the most unique site that you have documented? Oh, boy. Um, it's hard to choose. It's like picking your favorite child. Um <laughs> Well, One give, me, the, give me a couple choices then. Okay. Um, hmm. well, oh, I really enjoy, um, like, the old hospitals and stuff like that. Like, Worcester State Hospital is, um, even though you can't go in, you can take a walk around it, and um, that's really nice. It's um, kind of what's left of a old Kirkbride structure. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. A bunch of other places. Um, I really like the Beckett Quarry. It's just really beautiful. Um I love cemeteries, all cemeteries, um, any period. <laughs> really? 
Now, mm-hmm. uh, I know my son is, is actually writing a, a book on, not writing, a, uh, doing a photographic book of uh, cemeteries, which oh, in really? New England, yeah, haunted cemeteries. Wow. So, yeah, so we, there, there are a few people that are interested, and I believe Roxy Wicker is coming out with a book, too, also on cemeteries. Okay, um, I'll have to check those out. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, uh, you know, talking about cemeteries, you know, they're all different types. Most people don't realize that. You know, mm-hmm. they just think a cemetery is a cemetery. But there really mm-hmm. are different types. I mean, you have, like, the garden cemeteries. Yes. Which we have in Lowell, which is one of the, I think, one of the earliest ones in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, you have, like, the colonial cemeteries, which are, you know, are really simple graves. And then you mm-hmm. have the re- the really ornate ones and the modern cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gone to Spiderwebs, uh, Spidergate, excuse me? Um, no, actually, someone was asking me about that today. It reminded me that that's been on my to-do list for a while now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I don't want to go, like, this weekend or anything, because it is Halloween, and I figure, you know, we'll run into other people, but I definitely right. want to go probably in the next month or so. So uh, is, it, is it key that you go Well, no one else is there? Well, it's, I hate having people move out of my pictures. <laughs> um, it's happened a few times where we've run into a lot of traffic, and, um, you know, it's, it's hard to just sit peacefully and get a feel for the place with, um, you know, tourists and everything. Tourists. That's a funny name in a way. <laughs> but it's kind of descriptive what it is, really. Yeah. Now, uh, you've done, I mean, cemetery seems to be like a, what, what is your favorite one that you photographed? Um... Well, it changes. Um, everyone I see, I kind of uh, adopt as my favorite for a while. Um, lately, I've been going to um, Springfield Cemetery, downtown Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, right. It's really close to our house. So um, I've been there three times in the past month or so, and um, I feel that I haven't even scratched the surface. I could just take pictures of that place and be out all day. It's really, really big. Um, Got to be the biggest one I've seen pretty much ever. Um, definitely really nice if uh, anyone finds their themselves out that way. Check it out. Now, you, when you go into a place, do you do research on far as, far as the history it or, or any of that on it, or are any stories associated with it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the backstory is always key. Um, definitely have to do the research. You know, we we go in. Um, in addition to cameras, we do record. We do have um, a, a small kit bag of equipment that we always bring, no matter what. Um, even if we're not doing a full full scale paranormal investigation, um, we do like to just get a feel for it. Um, you know. So, so when you go go in, do you carry equipment at all or anything like that, or? Um, yeah, we do. Like, um, like what? We have a couple of um, digital voice recorders. We have several cameras. We have um, a K2, a regular digital read EMF, a um, bunch of stuff, bag of tricks. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the typical paranormal equipment that you would carry. Yeah, the, the small stuff, it's easier. It's easy to carry, you know, everywhere you go, just throw a bag in your trunk, and wherever you end up, there you are, you know. <laughs> and, and what got you into uh, investigating the paranormal? Um, oh boy. (laughs) 
I grew up in a small town where there really wasn't much to do except for check out abandoned things or, you know, go hunt for the legends, mm-hmm. stories that the kids tell, go check it out for yourself. Um, I've been doing that since I was maybe 13. And, um, you know, as you get older, you want real answers instead of just the legends. So you go in and you try to scientifically, you know, prove or disprove what's going on. And Not everyone does that. I, I give you uh, <laughs> kudos for that. Because some, um, some people, and in fact, uh, some established paranormal groups will, will go for the legends rather than really do their homework. See, I, I never did that because I'm, I'm that sensitive. I'm a scientist. So <laughs> if I don't go in with equipment, then I'm going to miss it, you know. <laughs> Right. Hey, Ron. Hey, uh, and joining us now is my co-host from all the way from California, IA, is uh, Maureen. Hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? (laughs) And and with us today, Maureen, is Katie from New England Oddities. Uh, That's uh, www.newenglandoddities.com. If you want to check out their website, and it's a pretty cool website. All right. And she was telling us about, uh, you know, she's been investigating the paranormal for, uh, you know, as long as she can remember. (laughs) But she's been doing it right, which is kind of cool. And she documents uh, cool places like abandoned abandoned asylums, quarries, and so forth. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Maureen, uh, why don't you ask the psychic questions that you always, since you uh, are here? Why don't I ask the psychic questions? Yes. When you go out, do you uh, are you psychic? Do you feel things? Are you picking anything up? Thank you. Um, I'm not. I'm not sensitive. Um, I have some friends that I go out with who are, and they have seen things, picked up things, felt things. I'm not really sure exactly how they do it, but um, they have tipped us off that maybe there is something there, but not me. <laughs> Um, how about any type of evidence? What have you been able to collect so far in different locations? Well, if you go um, on the website, you see a lot. <laughs> well, I can't get to the website right now. so. <laughs> um, actually, there isn't much in the way of evidence up on the website. Um, we, have, we have some EVPs from a couple different places. Um, I've cleaned them up as best I can, and I can't, I can't um, pick out what it could be. Um, naturally making the noise or trying to speak. So I think they're pretty good EVPs. Um, I have some pictures, you know, the usual, not orbs and mist and stuff, but um, maybe outlines of stuff that's hard to place. I mean, I can't say it's concrete, but it's compelling. (laughs) Well, what is one of the most hair-raising experiences that you've um, been through or at least, you know, someone that's maybe accompanied you um, out on an investigation? Okay. Um, there was a bunch of us. We were doing, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the abandoned train tunnel in Clinton, Massachusetts. Um, no, we're no not. Trains, no. Okay. No trains run through it, so it's perfectly legal, perfectly safe to be in there. Um, like a friend of mine got touched. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody or something flicked his ear, and there was no one really near him at the time. Um, no. How do you react? Well, you know, he's kind of he's kind of cool about it. He's like, "Oh my god, I just got flicked." The rest of us started freaking out, but he was fine. <laughs> um, now, what's the history on that tunnel? Um, let me see. The tunnel I think was built in um, 
early 1900s. It hasn't been used since the late 50s. Um, they pulled the track out. There's nothing left to it. Um, there's a lot of stories going around about, you know, people seeing stuff, hearing stuff in there. So we went to check it out. And actually, it's a great place because there is a lot of, um, like, opportunity for false positives. Like, you get a lot of weird sounds because there's a constant dripping of water. Um, it's a good way to test out new people and new equipment. <laughs> so we're up there, like, once a month anyway. Um Definitely. Now, what type of equipment do you bring out when you investigate? I'm oh, sorry, we, I might we have already, missed that. We already went through that, Mark. Okay. All right, so you didn't miss that. She carries the standard, the standard okay. bag, which, you know, the, the recorders, the EMF meter. and um, Now, um, how do you chose a, a site to investigate? Um, well, I'll be online and I'll read about something that sounds interesting or somebody um, knows that I you know, investigate paranormal stuff and they'll recommend something. A um, bunch of different places. I mean, books, Internet, other people. Um, lots of ways. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that. Um, okay, now, the one thing I wanted, wanted to ask you, do you, I mean, do you go at night all the time or is it more any time of the day? Um, we go all times of the day. Um, like the Clinton Tunnel we've done during the day, we've done it at night. Um, actually, I think it's best to, if you can find someone who's reliable that's going to tell you what time of the day they experience something, I think it's almost better to go that time of the day, even if it's, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, because um, that's the way that you're going to debunk it. And if you're not going to debunk it, you might actually see it yourself. You know what I mean? So um, we don't exclusively go at night. We don't really believe in, let's say, dead time or anything like that. Um, we go whenever. <laughs> now, how many people are in your group? Um, New England Oddities is just the two of us. However, I, I do investigate with another um, larger group. Um, there's six of us. And I run a group on meetup.com. It has about 76 members right now. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of different groups that um, we investigate with. You know, that's interesting because we get a lot of uh, emails and a, and a lot of uh, calls uh, about people, how they can uh, join a paranormal group. So would you recommend this way to, for them uh, to do it this way? As a um, yeah, I would recommend, I mean, actually there's, on Meetup, there's a bunch of other groups, not just us, um, groups that, like, every state pretty much has a group that I've seen so far. Um, I don't know how they're run, but obviously you can go and make the connections and do your own thing. You know, you don't have to stay with that group. It's all about networking. Um, or just get your friends together and go. Um, a lot of places are public. Most places are public. So um, it doesn't always have to be someone's house. So definitely, yeah, get out there. Go hang out in a public place. You know, get your start. Get your name out there. Um, now, let me ask you this, since there are the two of you to begin with that you basically do your investigations with, um, how do you approach, I know that Ron mentioned that you do a lot of um, note-taking and you do a lot of the research. Are you doing your research prior to the investigations, or do you do your investigation and then follow it up with the research to try to verify some um, happenings that might have taken place? Well, we usually um, do a lot of research before we go. Um, however, if we do run into something that maybe we missed, we'll... We'll definitely go back and research after we go 
if there's any points of interest that we noticed there that um, maybe we didn't discover before we went. Um, we also, we go to places multiple times if, it, if it's worth it. Um, we'll keep going back till we get to the bottom of it. Um, we don't just do like one-off investigations. We definitely research a place fully. I think that's a great idea. You know, a lot of people don't do that. They'll go to a place once and that's it. Uh, you really can't collect all the information you really need and, and you can't even, uh, you know, verify or challenge anything if you only go once. I mean, it just could be, for instance, if you got a, a picture of a ghost, not necessarily it might be a ghost that haunted a place. It might be what I call a street ghost, one just passing by that dropped in and say, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Don't you think yeah, so, definitely. Marie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about is um, have you ever, well, you said you went with other groups. Would you be interested in going uh, with the New England Ghost Project sometime? Um, yeah, sure. If, if you guys are interested in going with us, we're interested in going with you. Um, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, we, we like to, uh, you know, uh, we actually like to work with other groups all to basically see how they operate and share thoughts and stuff like that. I think it's a great idea. It's called, you know, it's like network, networking, basically. Yeah, that's that's why I started the group on Meetup because, you know, we we know people, but it's great to meet other people that you don't even know, you know, and see how they do it. Nobody is, is an expert, not in this field, you know what I'm saying? Um, no one knows everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that's that's not the uh, the opinion of all groups. I mean, some groups uh, believe that they are experts and, and that, you know, you can do things wrong ways and so forth. And, uh, well, yeah, there's there's obviously wrong ways, but those are less wrong and more, like, shoddily researched and, um, you know, bad follow-through and, and assumptions that's not, you know, the wrong way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it just necessarily could be different. I mean, there's many groups out there that um, don't believe in, in bringing someone that is sensitive along with them. Um, that's been a constant discussion, you know, between Ron and I and, and various members of our group saying, you know, that we meet other other members or other uh, paranormal investigators, and basically there are some that say, you know, strictly science, we're not doing anything else. And I almost think, you know, we can't say, hey, you're doing it the wrong way, but you may be just shortchanging yourself because you could potentially open yourself up to, you know, gathering more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know a couple members of the small group that I investigate with, um, not New England oddities, but the totally paranormal group, um, are sensitive, but they also understand science mm-hmm. and they're willing to try to debunk even their own feelings. And right. um, I think that's important because <laughs> um, for the rest of us that, that can't see it or don't see it, um, we really need some evidence to back it up. <laughs> right, so exactly. They're right there with us with the little um, gadgets and doodads trying to get it done. So <laughs> that's important, I think. But, you know, I mean, even in our group, I mean, for instance, Mar- Maureen and I uh, constantly have little battles, don't we, Maureen? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. About different opinions and stuff. But that's that's what makes us stronger is that you challenge each other and, you know, you uh, you make you think about what you really saw, what you really heard, or, or what you mm-hmm. felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's really key in, in paranormal investigating. Oh, definitely. I mean, but the, the whole point, too, is for, coming from the standpoint of someone who, you know, you know, is sensitive, it's very difficult to try to, um, 
you know, share your experience or explain exactly what you are feeling when, you know, someone else is, is just saying, oh, that that's not possible. I mean, yes, you want to back it up with, with data and you want to find some verification to it as well, but there's some things that you just can't verify. I mean, if, if someone's conversing with me and I'm picking up information and I know exactly, you know, maybe someone who's there in a history or an image pops in my mind, you know, you might not pick up that data from any verification. You know, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, does it mean it's wrong? Not necessarily. No, it's it's just another way to look at things. Um, if you have overwhelming inf- um, information coming from, you know, the other side, then uh, we're definitely going to hit it twice as hard with the gadgets, all that means, you know. Um, it's right. definitely good that um, that you use both. I mean, I have no problems ever using sensitives with what we do. Um, I mean, they can only help you is the way I look at it. I mean, you don't have to take everything that they say as, as uh, uh, what's the word, you know, by... As, as fact. Right, exactly. And, and, and there's free, a danger right? yeah. when someone's doing sensitive work. There is a definite danger to um, not being grounded, not dealing in reality when you need to, um, so that you can think that every experience that you have is a potential paranormal experience when that's not necessarily the case. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to be able to differentiate between the two, and that's not always easy to do. Right, it it is, but it's you know. Anyway, anyways, uh, what what else? I mean, I'm really interested in the places you go. I mean, that, that I know the tunnel sounds really really cool because that's not your your average thing. And as as you said, you do a lot of investigating outside, which is mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing. I mean, I know that uh, Andover Magazine is out now, and, and they have a uh, story on. Uh, our investigation at Turtle Mound. And Turtle Mound was an outside place that, that you could go to. And it, and it was it was a great investigation. I and mean, there are others like that, like Dogtown and Gloucester and uh, um, what was there, Den Rock. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's so many of them. So um, what we really should have out there right now, and I don't think we do, is like a public list of places to, to investigate in, uh, you know, that anyone could go to. Yeah, something that isn't the Shadowlands, right? <laughs> uh, right, yeah, the Shadowlands is like total Shadowlands. But I mean, you know what would be really cool? It'd be like from each state or each region have their own directory, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, we... that's definitely kind of what we're trying to do. Obviously, we can't be all inclusive. But <laughs> right, no, but that's the thing I liked about it when I saw your site. I mean, it, it, it looked. I mean, we just had a, a woman on the show by the name of Marianne O'Connor who wrote uh, a book, Haunted Hikes of New Hampshire. And okay. it's, a, it's great. It's all about haunted hiking trails. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go to the, you know, it's really great. And, and they're, they're a cool investigation. They're not your average, you know, haunted house, which is, you know, they're not all cut up to be what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's the kind of cool thing. So are we going to get a book out of you guys? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so busy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've been, you know, working on putting something together, but it's more like a, a coffee table book of photography. But eventually, you know, maybe write something like a guidebook, like the one you were just talking about, something like that. Um, we could probably do that. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but we could probably do that. <laughs> Well, that'd be great because, like I said, I really, I was really mesmerized by your site. I thought you did a nice job on it, and and I like the way you. you do things, you know, investigating. 
Well, it's, uh, believe it or not, it's time to say goodbye to you. Okay. <laughs> that went by fast, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we got about 30 seconds to the break. So we want to thank, uh, thank you Kate so much. from New England Oddities for coming on the show, and we, we really appreciate it. Stay in touch, Kate. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, right. you listen to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojanet, and we'll be right back after the following messages for more stuff. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinotega, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's best coffee. Hi, this is Elizabeth Foley of Divine Healing, and join me for the Phoenix Hour. Tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on Tojinet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on Tojinet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., and see you then. We're back. We are back, and what the heck was the... I don't know. I was, I was a little shocked for a minute. <laughs> Only that could be Eric. Only he could do that. <laughs> You're listening to Ghost Chronicles live on Tojinet. I am Ron Koth, your host. With me, my special co-host. <laughs> that sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Pro- Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, since I didn't say that at the beginning of the show, <laughs> Maureen Wood. Hey. The number here is 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. And we were talking to um, Katie from... New England Oddities. That was, that was, she's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, she has some good information. Yeah, when you have a chance, check out her site. Uh, it's www.newenglandoddities.com. It's got some cool pictures and stuff up there. But, I mean, I, I'd love to see a, a guidebook for, like, uh, you know, places that you could, uh, you know, anybody could, public. Right. The public could go and investigate. Um, you know, it's always a challenge, I think. There's, there's different, you know, people that we do the Ghost 101, right? We have right. people that signed up in the droves because they want to be able to investigate, and I think it's so difficult for people to find um, a location they can investigate without feeling they're going to get in trouble for it, you know? Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Is a lot of people just say, oh, I want a haunted house or something like that. There are a really lot of cool locations. I mean, you know, Freetown State Forest, another one. 
Yeah. You know, we had a great investigation there. Uh, you know, Dungeon Rock was another cool one. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, Dogtown. I mean, that's just three off the top of my head that we did. You know, film going to um, the Stonehenge. America Stonehenge, another cool place. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of them that are out there. But anyway, speaking of, um, uh, what was that place we were? Uh, Spectral Evidence. Yes. Yeah. In Salem, which was, you know, very cool. It sells out every year. I mean, we, we have to turn away at the door. It's, it, they still try to come. But um, we had a couple there, and I, I have to announce this because I am like, totally <laughs> shocked. Totally shocked. They actually moved their wedding day so that they, they could go to our event. I thought that was phenomenal. I mean, it, it was too funny. I was totally shocked. You know, it was it was kind of comical because when they were saying that, I was like, wow, that's really great. And then I thought of it for a moment, <laughs> and I looked at her, and I was like, oh, I don't know who's crazier, us or you. And they just started laughing. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, interesting. And then the poor the poor couple that they were, when we were done the investigations and we were done for the night, she t- they pulled me aside and talked to me. They're like, you know what, we don't even know what we're going to do now. I'm like, what? They said, this is the highlight of our trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, you know, and it's phenomenal, too, because we had some good results. Uh, that young kid there from uh, Pepperell. Oh, my awesome God. Picture. Awesome picture. He took a picture that, you know, it was amazing. And you know what I think was fantastic was the ability that Clay, um, you know, the techie in our group and, and Jim, and they put the pictures immediately up um, for everyone to see. So it was live time. Everyone got uh, all their investigations. They were able to bring them up and listen. And then Molly and Mike brought up that um, the shack hack, and that was cool. Yeah. So there was just there was a lot of excitement going on. I think it was great. It, it was pretty cool, and I think we're going to put that uh, picture in the newsletter. I just got to get permission from him to put it in the the next month's newsletter. And well, actually, this month's newsletter. And uh, well, anyways, we have a call on the line, so why don't we put him on? Okay. Hello, Tony. You there? Yeah. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? All right. I've been missing you guys. I thought you guys were moving to Thursday night. And I keep going Thursday, and you're not there. And then I don't <laughs> no, miss no, no, it on no. Wednesday, and I'm like, we, I can't. I've been missing you guys like every week. Oh man, Tony. I know. <laughs> I usually religiously you know, listen to you, and then. You said you were moving, and I keep trying to find you, and it seems like every day I miss you. Well, you know what? I, I have to blame Tojinet for that. <laughs> I, I really do, because, I mean, we were nice and happy in our Thursday night thing, and then they got a little hard-nosed with us and, and gave us the boot. So yeah. what can you do? I, you know, if I have to blame anyone, I'm going to blame Tojinet. Hey, so. they still have you on the air, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's their privilege. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> can you walk through the door with that, you know? <laughs> So, Tony, what have you guys been up to? Uh, not much. It's been a little slow. We're actually going to have a meet and greet this weekend uh, oh, in a, a town where I grew up. Actually, my sister still lives there because we're just trying to get our name out there. So we're having a little meet and greet, have people come down and meet us and, uh, you know, local ghost hunters, that kind of thing, and see maybe if we can, you know, drum up some business. And, and it's actually in the Lisbon Town Hall, which uh, is supposed to be, some activity there, so we also have permission to do an investigation that night, Saturday night. So hopefully we'll catch something. Oh, way cool. But hopefully yeah. we'll get people there to meet us and hopefully get some new leads. Well, what, speaking about that, what is your website, Tony? Put it out there. Uh, NortheasternParanormal.com. Once again. It's uh, NortheasternParanormal, all one, all small case, dot com. Wait a minute. I... I do. 
you know if I have you linked to my site? I haven't seen it on there. You told me you were going to do it several times, and oh I always check it. Oh, my God. Shame on you, Ron. Mar- Maureen, remind me, please. Shame, shame, shame. That, I'm looking, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next weekend. Yes, I will be uh, giving a, a talk at the uh, Hooten Mansion. I believe yeah. it's the 650. Believe it or not, I'm the headliner. <laughs> Get out of town. Oh, that's the God. How's oh, that dear God. That? You're going to have to fight Jeff for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff's there, and I'm the headlight. I figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. To it. It'll be good uh, to see all you guys again, anyway. Yeah, so that's that's really funny. I, I am definitely. I mean, Marmy won't be there. I'll probably be there by myself, but mm-hmm. that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right. Um, anything else you got, Tony? Because uh, no. we got another call in line here, so I want to put it through. Nope, I just like I said, I just wanted to say hi, and then I'm finally glad I caught you guys because it's uh-huh. been a back and forth thing. Can you pop me an email and remind me about that uh, website too? I really apologize for that because I should have gotten it up. Yeah, uh, sure will. Honest to God, it's, uh, it's nothing against you. It's just my mind is like too, too much <laughs> gone. Yeah. yeah. So Tony, thanks a lot. All right, see you guys. Yeah. Bye bye. And on the line now is. The other half of the Wonder Twins, the great late Laura Worcester. <laughs> hey, Laura. Hey, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good, thanks. And, and Laura was actually calling from the Circles of Wisdom. Yes. Which, what is the Circles of Wisdom? It is a metaphysical store in Andover, Massachusetts, and we host classes and we have tons of books and all the things you could possibly need for um, metaphysical studies. Uh-huh. Like what? Well, we have a lot of stuff happening this week. I just have to tell you. That's the reason why I was calling. Um, we have an incredible speaker coming in this weekend. Uh, his name's Peter Calhoun. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. But no. uh, He is a Episcopal priest turned shaman, and he just published a book called Soul on Fire, about his story, and uh, he's also teaching two workshops this weekend. So that is, um, we're really excited. We can't wait to see him come in this weekend. And um, Actually, wait a minute. Speaking of that, I mean, you, you yeah. said something, uh, Episcopal priest turned shaman. Shaman, shaman. shaman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not shower, shaman. Shaman, 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 whatever. Yeah. Basically, couldn't, couldn't you be both? Um, I would think so, because shamanism really isn't, it isn't a religion. religion. It's not a religion. No. So he could walk both paths, I suppose. Ooh, walk both paths. I like that. Can I, can I, can I, can I use that in my book? Or, uh, I think I'll steal it anyway, so what the yeah, hell? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so you, you have this uh, Episcopal... Episcopal, Episcopal priest. Help, Maureen. Episcopal priest turned shaman. Thank you. And his name is? Peter Calhoun. Okay, and what's he going to be doing? Well, he's teaching two separate workshops. Um, he's doing one on Saturday called Walking Between the Worlds. Um, it's sort of a, a combination of things, um, learn, you know, learning to live intuitively, um, manif- manifesting, um, different things like that. It's, you can see a lot on our website. There's a whole list of things that um, he's teaching on Saturday, and um, you can actually see everything on, on the website, circlesofwisdom.com. Um, oh, that's a good idea. About the workshop on Saturday. And the workshop on Sunday, he'll be talking about 2012, which a lot of people are talking about now, seeing it's coming oh, yeah. up so quickly. Um, he's going to talk about his own theories and his own visions about what 2012 means and um, discussing other people's visions of what 2012 is. I, I have my visions, you know. 
Uh, what would that be? <laughs> well, I'm much, I don't have enough time in the year to discuss it right now. Oh, but, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the excuse. <laughs> those who don't know, 2012 is the end of the uh, Mayan ca- calendar. So uh, there's a whole, uh, uh, I guess, conversation of, of what's going to happen in 2012. Yeah, lots of people have different visions of it, um, of what it might be. Some people think it's the end of the world. Some people think it's the end of an era. Uh, he'll be covering a lot of that. So, that would be interesting. Well, and, uh, if okay. Obama comes in, it'll be the end of the world or an end of an era. What's that? I think you I said think the name wrong. I'm sure I did, and I did it for a purpose. I know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as you know, here at uh, New England Ghost Project, we can't take uh, political... Uh, political sides? No, we can't. I think you just did. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, moving right along. <laughs> oh, i got to tell you also, we have, this is so exciting, we have Judith Lakomsky also this week. Um, Who? Judith, Judith Lakomsky. She Polish? She, <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask her. <laughs> but she, um, she actually co-wrote a book with Doreen Virtue, the angel lady. Um, called Crystal Therapy or Crystal Energy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Crystal Therapy, and uh, she's going to. She's actually here right now, and she's doing intuitive um, sessions and crystalline healing on Thursday um, during the day tomorrow. And she's also teaching a class tomorrow on Earth Energy Empowerment from seven to nine. And we're so psyched to have her because I mean, she works with Dorian Virtues, Hay House author, and everything. So um, her. Her sessions are going really quickly, so if anybody's interested in booking a session with her for tomorrow, they should call the store as soon as possible and um, book an appointment and also book a seat for the, her class tomorrow at, from 7 to 9. So what's the phone number for Circles? Uh, 978-474-8010. And, and for those who don't know who Doreen Virtue is, she is the second best angel woman in the <laughs> United States, <laughs> next to my dear friend Elizabeth Foley. Yeah, that's right. Actually, she taught Elizabeth Foley, too. So. Exactly. I do know that. But now the student has become the master. <laughs> oh, that's right. Once again, I, once again, I can't take any uh, decisions on that. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and next week we have Gavin coming in. Yay! Gavin Cromwell. What? what day? Uh, let's see. Was I think it's thir- uh, Wednesday, I think. Let me just double-check. I don't want to give you wrong information. Um He's coming in to talk about his book, and the event is free. Free, F-R-E-E, free. Was that free? Free. (laughs) And he's coming in, let's see, Wednesday, October 29th. He'll be here for a free talk. It goes from 7 to 8, and he'll be introducing his new book, which he just got off the presses, Um, My Life as a Psychic. You can still smell the ink on it. (laughs) And I'm sure he'll he'll be willing to sign books, I'm sure. Let and say that, but um, we should have some copies here in the store by that time, and um, it is free. But I would recommend people to call and, and reserve a seat because it's going to fill up fast. We already have a huge list of people who are coming, and um, just to make sure that you get your seat, so definitely call the store as soon as you can. Um, let me give the number again: nine seven eight four seven four eight zero one zero. And um, everybody knows if they listen to Ghost Chronicles, I know who Gavin Cromwell is. So enough said about that, and. Um, so I mean, let's go back to this this uh, this crystal girl. Okay. Yeah, Judith Lakomsky. Right now, she now what is I mean uh, I mean she you're talking about crystals and Doreen Virtues like angels, right? Well, she also does. She, yeah, she does crystals too. But yeah, um, Judith Lakomsky, she's she does crystalline healing, 
Mm-hmm. And she's also an intuitive. And um, let's see, if, if you want to learn more about her, her website is crystalfriends.com. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm really excited to have her with um, doing sessions and everything. Oh, I think that's awesome, actually. And that's, that's yeah. of the wisdom in Andover. Yep, absolutely. Hmm. Yep. And well, actually, we've got so many good people this week. I can't even. T- I, I, I could be on here for an hour and tell you everything because we have. Also, we have Denny Gooding. I don't know if you if you remember Denny Gooding. Um, she um, Did, used to live. Uh, didn't he play with like Les Brown in the big <laughs> 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 No. That would be no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Denny, she used to um, work here and do readings out of Circles of Wisdom, but she was, she moved to California a few years ago. Um, but she's back to visit with us through Sunday, and she's taking private consultations through Sunday. And she actually um, is highly recommended by Kathy Levine, who is the owner of Circles of Wisdom. And she she was actually her <clears throat> her intuitive read. You know, everybody's got their person that they go to um, to have readings Me done. Too. and. Kathy was the one, like, this was Kathy's reader. She would always go to, to Denny. So um, she hi, she's highly recommended by Kathy Levine. So who's my reader? I don't know. I would assume it would be Maureen. <laughs> oh, God, no. You would, you would assume wrong, my <laughs> Maureen, have you ever done my card? Um, occasionally, when you, even when you didn't want me to. <gasps> no, actually, just kidding. When we'd be sitting there doing cards for other people, occasionally <gasps> you'll pull some cards. Oh, you were right there pulling them. I'm shocked. Yeah. I, I feel violated. You should. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, anyway, but, Laura, what is the website for Circles, if there are those who want to go on the website? It's circlesofwisdom.com. The circles, plural, circlesofwisdom.com. Okay, very mm-hmm. good. All righty. Yep, and uh, once again, uh, Laura is also uh, going to be doing readings, too, I understand. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put it out there, Laura. <laughs> I, wa- I want to break the news first. I want to be the one to break the news. <laughs> yes, I'll be doing readings in Nashua at the, um, Angel Day. Um, oh gosh, i trying to remember the exact word. Elizabeth Foley is, um, hosting an Angel Day in Nashua December 6th. Right. And, and, and I will be there as by, by myself. You will? And I will be doing ratings. Oh, get out of town. <laughs> no, it's a true story. It's a true sad tale. It is. What do you mean sad tale? <laughs> I will be doing readings for you charity. You fairy cards? It'll be, Very I will be doing fairy readings, a one-card draw. And I will tell you your whole life history on the one card. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't God. wait. Yeah. Laura, yeah. you have to wait. take notes. They will be a dollar each. And it will, or the proceeds will go to charity, and I expect to make oh. maybe maybe a million dollars from that thing. <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very thoughtful thing to do. <laughs> that's very yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, it just, uh, just comes to me. You know, I, I have the moment. Well, Laura, let me ask you this. How will you, how will you be doing your one? reading? Um, well, I just use, I use all, all types of different cards. It just kind of depends on each person that mm-hmm. will sit down in front of me. I'll just pull out... Whatever, whichever cards I feel works best for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, cool! I just call myself an intuitive reader. I don't necessarily do tarot. I don't necessarily, see, you know, do angels, right? Uh, things like that. But um, whatever happens to come up. <laughs> I, All right, I, I, very I, good. I, I call myself a dumb psychic, and that's a good reason. 
<laughs> anyway, we, we, we got to say goodbye to Laura. Once oh, again. Laura. Uh, Listen, oh. Laura, if I wasn't, um, if I was able to, I'd be right there getting a reading. Oh, yeah, whatever. Thank you, Maureen. So anyway. Um, oh, you be quiet, Ron. No, we got to say goodbye to Laura. So we, once again, she's at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. Uh, mm-hmm. Drop by or visit this site. They've got a great uh, schedule. Gavin Cromwell will be there next week. Get a free uh, lecture or whatever the hell he does. And um, Oh, you're just so nice. Yeah. Talk, so anyway. I know. <laughs> Laura, we want to thank you for calling in. Thanks, Thanks Laura. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that now, was awesome. We have another caller, so why don't we put her through? All right. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. How are you? I am just great, thanks. How are you guys? Hey. I am outstanding. Maureen, I haven't talked to you in forever. I know it. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, How are you? I'm those, great. For those who don't know who we're talking to with all these niceties, this is Elizabeth Russell from, uh, why don't you say the name of your place, because I can't remember it. Okay, it's very difficult to pronounce. Bay State Paranormal Center. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we wouldn't want to give that long name to Ron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ron. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) But anyway, she just opened the center, or or is it officially open yet or not? It's about to open on November 1st, so it's almost official. We've had one event there, but that was only because Chris Balzano was in town, and that was all we were going to get. That's really? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, my good friend Chris can't get the date straight, so he, he was supposed to go to the Monster Mash and got the wrong weekend, so he arrived early. Oh, no. Yeah. So I got him instead, which was just, it was fabulous. We did, um, he did a talk about Bridgewater Triangle and Freetown State Forest, and then we left um, the center and went to Freetown, Freetown State Forest, and he gave us quite a tour. It was so, it was the most pu- beautiful weather day. But just being able to go there with Chris was just awesome. Oh, that's right. cool. I mean, um, I think I'd stay away from there now, but for me. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to go back. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Don't worry. I'll look from the distance, you know. <laughs> I'll just send you a picture, and you can pretend you're there. Okay, that sounds good. And, and so where, where is your uh, Bay State Paranormal Center? All right. We are located at 20 Broadway in it's Route 138 um, in Massachusetts. For those of you that are listening on podcast or uh, are streaming online, but it's 20 Broadway, Route 138 in Taunton, Massachusetts. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, right down. What the hell's Taunton? Taunton is between Boston and Fall River. Okay, so you're southern Massachusetts. What's that? That would be southern Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, southern Massachusetts, yes. Um, yeah, that's a hike. How yeah, far for I you guys, yeah. From us, it's probably a good hour, a little over an hour, I think. Yeah, probably an hour and a half, yeah. 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 And, and so what is, what is the, the Bay State Paranormal Center? Um, well, what we are is a place where you can come and learn about the paranormal, all aspects of the paranormal. Uh, we'll have classes, workshops. We will actually go out and do investigations. I'll be selling equipment and books and a few other little treats. Um, And then, um, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it seems like it's just all-encompassing, you know. Whatever you can think of in the paranormal realm, hopefully we'll have it. And if we don't, tell me so I can get it. Now Uh, it's going to be, what are your hours going to be? 
You know, that's kind of a, a good question. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so people know when to go there. <laughs> I know. Um, sometimes I'm wondering if people are going to have to be psychic. Um, <laughs> but um, to start with, we're definitely going to be open from 5 to 9 every day mm-hmm. um, during the week, and then on the weekends, 12 to 9. So um, that, you know, you may be able to find me open earlier in the day. Right. On Sundays, Bless you. But That's a lot of hours, my friend. What's that? That's a lot of hours, my friend. Well, it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't know. We're not open during the day because I'm the only one that works there. And I've got to work a regular job. Oh, dear God, so you're going to be doing double shifting. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's worth it. Um, I've just gotten so much positive feedback um, from just all walks, all corners uh, in regards to this. Uh, people are coming out of the woodwork saying, this is a place where I can go and belong. This is a place that I've dreamed of, and there's nothing like it. And they tell me the same thing. Oh, yeah. that's I can see that, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> now, we will have to come down and visit you then because those hours, Absolutely. you know, are a good uh, – at least you're, you're available to those who are not – you know, they're working and they can't make it until the evening. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's basically when most people want to do these things anyway, you know, is at night. Um, and, you know, the great thing is that we have um, prices that range all over the place. So for, you know, our cheapest uh, lecture is $10, and it's not that we just have one every now and again. We have four or five of those every month. So, you know, you could do something inexpensive and something that's different and not feel like you're getting ripped off like at the movies where, you know, $10 is just a walk in the door, never mind getting past the concession stand, you know. Right. Um, that's when that place really gets scary. You can't go to the movies under 20 bucks. If, exactly, um, yeah. If that's what you're doing. And so, you know, for $10 you can come in and hear something that's unique and different and interesting and, you know, meet people. That's the one thing that I've noticed. Um, you know, I used to schedule classes for another organization, um, and, you know, one thing I noticed that people are very friendly towards one another. Um, it, it's kind of like one big club, and, you know, a lot of people know each other at this point, and, you know, it's really a place to come together and, you know, just expand on what you already know and what you already think, and maybe think something new when you leave. So... You know, it's just, in essence, it's a learning center. Right. And, you know, I'm very excited about that. And I've been very happy with people stopping by and sharing stories and, you know, just, you know, sharing their enthusiasm about the fact that this is going to be in existence. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what would be neat? Mm -hmm. What's that? um, I was just thinking that, you know, are you going to have any type of... Um, maybe a children's night, you know? You know, it's so funny that you mention that because... Well, uh, she's psychic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've been reading my mind. (laughs) Um, One thing that I'm doing that seems to be at least pretty popular with the authors, I have to wait and see how it goes with the community, is to have um, author days. And there's a woman from the area named Karen Chilton and she's actually going to be there on our opening day, which is November 1st. And she's going to do a reading from her children's book. And, you know, um, it's about a young girl uh, named Paige. And um, 
she's having some experiences in her life. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, about her travails, and she's going to do some reading about that. And um, hopefully, you know, I'll have a little kids contingency coming in to mm-hmm. do different things. And, you know, it's it's kind of, I think it's kind of one of those weird topics or subjects because, you know, what do you do with the kids? How well, far do you go? It's kind of like mommy where do you know, babies come from. Well, no. yeah, but you know the thing that's cool is when I was teaching the mediumship class for Elizabeth Foley, uh-huh. I noticed that during the class there was actually um, a 14-year-old that was there. Um, oh, yeah. And there would have been a 12-year-old, but they weren't able to make it that day. Yeah. But the whole point is, like, you know, you get these experiences, you start sensing these, you know, things outside yourself. You don't can't explain. It's exactly. a way for them to understand. Exactly. Um, Jeff Belanger would be a great one to have because he just, uh, that book out is out now. Right. And it's about the president. I would or about the White House, rather. I would love to have Jeff come by. Um, as soon as his schedule, um, you know, allows for it, I'm hoping that, you know, he can come and make an appearance at the shop and stuff, and I, I think that would be really great. And, you know, as far as, you know, having younger people in the classes, you know, there's only a few that we really don't want a younger person at. Right. You know, if, if you know, a 15-year-old wants to come to our mediumship class, more power to them as long as, you know, they have permission from a parent. Because I know, you know, if you grow up psychic, if you grow up having experiences, it can be something that, you know, makes you feel different and alone. Right. And to be able to come into a place where there are other people having those same experiences, it just makes you less, um, I don't know, less lonely, I guess. You know, you feel like you finally fit in. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then also maybe you learn some tips and tricks on how to protect yourself, which you might not even be aware of. I never did. Well, Um, yeah, you're your own self, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) We need to protect ourselves from Ron, I think. Exactly. Do you have any tips or tricks, Ronnie? (laughs) Nobody ever sent me Valentine's. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Poor Ron. Poor Ron. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just, I think it's something that really needs to be looked at, um, you know, as far as, like, having a place for kids. Um, And just, I mean, imagine if you, you know, just like when you learn to read at an early age, you tend to be a lot more academic and you you accomplish a lot more intellectually, you know, if you start early. You know, starting um, and working on any abilities that you might have at an early age, you know, who knows, you know, what can happen. So. Definitely, you know, want to make sure that there's a place for that. And, you know, just like a dance class, you're respectful of that talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, definitely there's a place for kids at, our, at the center. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's, you know, we'll have to go down, I guess. So, anyways, we have another call. So, we'll, uh, well, I think we have a call. I can't tell. There's nothing on it. <laughs> No, he sounded so enthusiastic. Yeah, well, we'll have to come down sometime. I know, huh? <laughs> what, what, what? Your enthusiasm is just, you know, <laughs> you but, put us beside ourselves. I know. Well, I would love for you guys to come down um, and, and, you know, check out the place. This is the end of the show, so we would like to thank oh, you very much for uh, coming so on. Thank you so much. We'll have, we'll have you on again to find out what's going on. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. 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 Well, Maureen, I guess that's time to wrap it up. Time to say good night. Well, God bless. What? It's all over. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. 
From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Oh, the weather outside is 